0: Tokozani, Magu, Namaste, Selbona, I see you and recognize the divine in you, in me, in all of us. I am Gogo Tulegani. I am a Sangoma medicine woman, priestess, seer, diviner, time traveler, and all of the great things that my ancestors have created me to be. I am devoted to the ancient ways of the ones before me who were healers, wisdom keepers, who understood the stars, the warriors, and I am a keeper of the wisdom of the elements of nature. This audio series, Ancestral Dreams, and prophecies as a gateway or a sacred space to see our dreams as teachers and helpers for those on a spiritual journey by demystifying the ancestral realm, our subconscious, and to build bridges between our individual dreams and to share what fuels and inspires my work as an ancestral healer. Thank you for joining the journey. Tokozani, welcome back to The Sacred Space. This is GoGo Tulegani and I'm here with an episode on star ancestors and prophecies. And in this episode I'm just kind of going to walk you through my understanding of the stars as of this point, as of this moment in time, and um the understanding around what prophecy is in the context of African spirituality and and ancestors for us. I felt like these two topics went really well together. So I'm going to dance around them with you today. And I want to start off when it comes to star ancestors, constellations and things going up happening in the stars and the possibility of things of aliens and things of that nature. I must say that it definitely wasn't something that I was initial initially interested in, nor understood the significance of, you know, when I first started on my spiritual journey, I was doing a whole lot of research, a, a ridiculous amount of research. If there was a religion or a spiritual tradition on this planet, I was looking into it and figuring out what they were saying about life. Um, and so in the midst of searching things, especially with the limited resources of just the internet and books, um, you know, when you're surfing the internet, sometimes you come across some strange things, but, um, one of, you know, I remember at the time, the only information around star knowledge, star seeds, alien oriented stuff was mostly coming from people who weren't of color, um, and it was constant for me it was constantly this conversation around being abducted by aliens and what do they even call those things like when crops and fields just certain patterns in the crops and the fields appear out of nowhere and this all being related to aliens and it was just very otherworldly extreme spiritually mystical experiences that I didn't understand and I'm just coming into believing in spirits and magic again and that part was just a lot for me to consume and it just it kind of didn't resonate in the beginning um just because of the limited information that I was finding at the time and every time I try to listen to anyone talking about that stuff they would just lose me (laughs) they would just lose me and um and so I left it where it was. And I just kept going along my journey and studying and finding things that resonated. Um, but every couple of years or so, um, this topic would come back around in interesting ways for me. So one of the first things that came up was that um, there is an in in D.C., in the D.C., Maryland area where I grew up, um, there is a African spiritual coalition this organization that was formed to bring together the different spiritual African spiritual houses and traditions. So the Akan lineages, the, um, Yoruba lineages, the Vudun lineages, you know, and, and our spiritual family through the Sangoma lineages, all of the, the the Kemetic lineages, all these different spiritual houses come together. Um, the elders come together more often, but once a year they hold, uh, a gathering, a conference or I don't know what you want to call it, a gathering, um, where people who are um a part of these houses and people who are interested in African spirituality can come and learn and experience um what all the different traditions have to share. Um and they experience this through lectures as well as um ceremonial um sharings and and from each spiritual house. So I've been to this event two years and I believe the second year there was, you know, the lectures at the beginning. And so each person is coming up and talking about African spirituality from their traditional perspectives. And I remember in the midst of this happening, there was a a man and I believe he was an elder man um, who kind of got up and started I I don't remember what he said word for word but he started talking about like how all this ancestral stuff is just like one layer and that there's much more than all of this and he basically sounded like the crazy person in the room and um, not super crazy but just like out of everything that everybody else was saying his part, his comment and his um, sharing was just a little bit out there and I remember thinking, well, what is beyond all of this that we're doing right now <laughs> and and not fully understanding it? And it's funny because when certain spiritual or just whatever information comes to you, even if it's truthful, even if it's, if it's on point, it's like if you're not in if your perception is not ready to receive it you know it just kind of gets logged somewhere in your brain and until it becomes relevant again and that's pretty much what happened um he made this kind of outline outlandish statement about it being much more about ancestors and i was just like okay all right and flash forward more years to the the first time that i i went to south africa i remember um as as a Sangoma, I remember um, sitting with one of the healers and he was telling me a story about his experience in the spiritual realm. And he was saying that he went into the spiritual realm and a guide appeared to him. And I was really excited, right? Because the type of guide that appeared to him is a guide that I've um, come across on the spiritual journey. But I I don't ever really hear a lot about spiritual spoken by spoken a lot about in African spiritual circles. So I'm like really excited. Right. And so he tells me that the guy guide, guide appears to him in a vision. And for some reason, this person decides to ask the guide, like, what do you really look like? You know, show me your true form. Hmm. And so this spirit says to him that you're not ready to see what I really look like. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he said that, I was just like, what does that even mean? What more is there? And if we're talking to these spirits and, and they're coming in different forms, but they have other forms, like what is behind all of this that we're doing? Right. And, um, it made me curious in a good way, but also made me curious in like, wait a minute now, you know and so i'm just sharing these little anecdotes and stories because it's like little by little um piece by piece dot from by dot um there has been this string of stories unfolding around well um there's more to spirituality than just our blood ancestors and um our lineages and our connections um go beyond earth and we when you study African spirituality from a cosmo- cosmology perspective from the oral traditions and stories or and even indigenous traditions because over time when I started to study ancient traditions um, from an indigenous perspective I started to see that almost every ancient culture had some type of connection to stars or star ancestors or constellations and and so these people who are constantly talking about Sirius and Ple- Ple- Pleiades and Orion started to make a little bit more sense to me as I saw that even our ancestors, you know, um, like the Dogon um, cultures that talk about the Nomo and how the first ancestors were these androgynous star beings or fish um, and celestial beings associated with water spirits um were the origins of where we come from and then understanding that the Dogon every 60 years practiced some form of ancestral ritual to recognize the first ancestors Mm -hmm. and the more that I dug and and dug and dig and continue to dig I come into this information about stars and 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 constellations and over time I have, even in my speech and the way that I articulate spirit and ancestors, I'm, I'm constantly coming from this cosmic point of view and not just an African point of view, because so many things have just unfolded and brought me into the space of seeing that there's much more. So one of the things that, um, kind of probe, this was actually my dreams because I stopped, you know, I'm only now really getting back into like research and reading. Um, I, I, wasn't doing that much research and reading for a long time. And, um, a lot of the experiences that I was having, um, was in my dreams and a, a lot more recently, but one of the, 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 first experiences that I had, um, which I've, I may have shared before (laughs) it's kind of getting hard to keep up with all of my stories but I remember as an initiate um, and doing and working with the ancestral practices and medicines and things of that nature there was a dream that I had where um, I was in this big gathering it felt like um, I don't know if you remember that old show where like they would bring about everybody in your life (laughs) Um, I don't even remember what that was called, but basically the dream felt like that. It felt like everybody in the room was everybody that I've ever met in my life. Um, and it was like this big celebration and there were different like presenters and dancers and, and things of that nature. And I, rec- I remember seeing two people that I, I knew in, in real life, in this 3D life. Um, who were up there performing and performing and I could tell that they were on a similar spiritual journey as myself. Um, And then at some point I'm sitting in this audience and this old man comes up to me and he starts poking me in my third eye or poking me in the middle of my forehead in between the eyebrows. And I started to get really annoyed and irritated. But just as I'm getting ready to react in some way, my whole energy field just got shot up into the stars Mm. and into the cosmos. And the first thing that happened was there was this large voice um, that began to speak and tell me about myself, about my life purpose, and was bringing about visions of an ancestor. At first, this voice sounded like Only because of all the programming that we have around movies and religion and things like it almost sounded like what I would think the voice of God sounds like, but only through my human programming. Right. Um, To me, I would I would associate it with just the voice of spirit and the voice of my ancestors merging because the information that this um, voice was bringing was about my origins and about what I came into this world to do mm. and my life purpose. So there have been a series of dreams and experiences of being up in the cosmos, of being up in the stars. And I would say that, especially in the past two years, that the way that I dream and experience spirit in my dreams has just dramatically changed, like everything about the way that I dream just feels so different It it's like the sounds that I hear in my dreams the things that it, the beings and the people that appear in my dreams the way that I feel as I'm waking up or as I'm going back to sleep um it just has been overwhelming me different you know I don't I, I remember You know, it's like, usually we dream about places that we experience in this physical world. Like we're in our house or we're in our childhood home or we're at work, you know, we're in these like somewhat, um, memorable places in the dream. And for a while now it's like, I'm not even in those types of spaces. I'm still in spaces that look like earth, right. And places on earth, but it's like unfamiliar and, and just different. And at first when this change and shift was happening, I did not understand what was happening. It felt like a, you know, a transition and and what, you know, people constantly refer to as like awakening symptoms. And it's like everything about my senses and my abilities were just, um, changing and transforming and a lot of times when we experience spiritual changes it's like things are being rewired and moved up around but we don't know why or what sparked it exactly at times and um it's like there was just this period of I guess confusion or frustration because everything that I thought that I knew was changing yet again (laughs) and again and again and again as this beautiful spiral that is life so um one of the things that i that you know in it's like this experience of of more experience i'm having more experiences in the stars and then i'm also having this overwhelming presence of the watery celestial energies Mm -hmm. and it's like the water spirits merged, mixed in with some star and cosmic stuff just started to take over my brain, <laughs> take over my dreams, take over my senses. It's like metaphorically spirits, metaphorically spirit, metaphorically speaking, I feel like they hijacked my life and hijacked my brain. Um, and it's been a, you know, after I started to understand what was happening, it it's it's been great <laughs> and beautiful. Um and I I want to kind of continue this conversation by um first sharing some beautiful wisdom from the elders and excerpts of that and things of that nature. Um, but one of the first things that kind of made sense to me about this experience and this transition or evolution of my journey has been, um, you know, when I think about water and and it being the largest, you know, the ocean being the largest body of water on the earth, um, and I think about just what the element of water is because it is a portal, because it is very powerful, because like as Dr. Umoto, the, the, the Eastern doctor that brought about all this information about water and how intelligent it is. Um, just by observing water, one of the things that to me that is different about water than the earth is that it's a mirror. And one of the things that all of the bodies of water are constantly mirroring every night and every day is the sky. Yes. um, Water is mirroring the stars. Everything that's happening in the the heavens, or the celestials, or in the cosmos, is directly communicating to water. Yeah, and so, this kind of pairing of of water and and stars and star knowledge feels has it. It was just it started to intuitively become a thing. And then, with research and understanding and, and getting knowledge from elders. I started to see how it's always been intertwined. When you look at all of the creation stories, when you look at, um, even the, 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 even when I looked at indigenous, ancient, and even new age information, I would constantly see metaphors of waters and the stars. The Akashic records is often talked about as like a river or a watery place Um, The place in the Sangoma tradition that we say that the ancestors return to and, you know, come back and forth to us from is some type of metaphor of a water, watery place. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can go on and on and on about this, but um, it felt like a very important piece to the puzzle of experiences that I was having. So let's take a break and look into the the. The beautiful excerpts that I have to share today one of the things that Baba Busuma Zulu says is that to sleep is the state of being one with the star gods and in a book called shamans of the world by Nancy Konar um, it shares an excerpt by Kredo Mutua which says I also learned that the bulky creature that I see as myself is really not me My real self is a tiny little human being or a humanoid who resides inside a burning little star. This little star, brighter than the sun but smaller than the point of a needle, is deep inside my brain at the back of the skull. My teachers with another Sangoma named Nomaswati, who had come from Swaziland, taught me that if I had a problem which I could not solve, all I had to do was to go to bed early thinking about the problem. Then, before falling asleep, I was to think of the little star all alone in the colossal void of unimaginable unimaginable blackness. I was to imagine this star, this tiny point of intensely bright light, and call upon the very small me who lives inside of that star. This would awaken the solution to my problem. In other writings, Baba Kratomutwa also talks about how we all have a star guide, all have an origin in the cosmos, in in the stars that is a guiding compass for us. He also goes on to talk about how important for each person to know about their star sign and the time of their birth. Um, And he says, we observe a patient carefully for a number of days before we administer any herbal medicine. When you watch a patient who is moaning on the sick mat, you will observe that there is a time during the day, in the morning or in the afternoon, when the patient feels better. You will discover that this happens every day at the same time. The great teachers know that this is the time when the patient was born. We believe that there are two times that are important for a human being the time of their conception, and the time of their birth. There are, those are the times to administer medicine to the patient. We can find those times by observing the patient's condition over a number of days. We are told that the time when the patient begins to feel better, shown signs of improvement, is when the patient was either born or conceived. We also know that many children are conceived on their mother's birthdays. We watch this because it is very important. say that the mother energy which rises within the person is trying to help the patient out of their ailment this is why we administer the medicine at that time so that the herbal medicine with the great mother energy can hasten recovery if you find two patients one born under the lion star sign and the other under the dolphin star sign and they suffer from the same illness you must realize that their bodies are not the same the person born under the lion star sign Will have to be treated differently than that of the dolphin star sign. The lion star sign patient must be given more medicine in powder form and not in liquid form. And for the dolphin star sign, the patient must be given a lot of liquid medicine and not powdered medicine. In other words, if a person is a water sign and he must be treated with liquids, with various kinds of water, brackish water, fresh water, or any water. On the other hand, if a person is born under a land sign, such as the various goat signs and lion signs, the treatment must rely more on powder medicines than liquids. So I thought that this was a beautiful example of how the energies of the stars are intertwined in our lives, in our healing, in our understanding about wellness and as well as who we are and what is inside of us. So when we study the ways of the ancestors, we come to understand the significance of astronomy and astrology. We come to understand that um, the cycles of the moon are significant, that the secret hours that are there are sacred hours in the day sunset and sunrise certain rituals that are done at those times that even the directions north south and east and west carry certain energies the east is said to be a direction that we stand and that we pray or set up altars in to welcome new energies for example and um you know, even through African traditions, we understand that the way—not only the day that we are born on—is significant. Through, like, in in Burkina Faso and Ghana, where children are named after the, the the day, and that each day carries a certain energy. In modern um, spirituality, we understand that each day carries a certain energy of a planet. You know, m- m- the moon is associated with Monday. Um, we also understand that the not only the day and the time that we are born but the things that happened in the pregnancy and how we came out of our mother's womb how the umbilical cord was um wrapped around us and cut all of these things start to come make up our 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 soul story Yes, the ener- the the story of our energy field and the significance behind these things um And one of the things that I have also just noticed is that the, you know, the ancestors used all of this information to understand life. And the star energies were the ones that would give us the information when you look at the the nomos of the dogon and um, various other star beings they are the ones that had the information and the technologies about how the earth was created or or what on earth was created for us to use they were the ones that would give us these downloads or these dreams to understand how to build the pyramids or how to build this and how to create this. And so one of the things that I have noticed about, you know, the ancestors and the star beings is that they will even use different forms of technology to communicate information to us and you know this is as simple as you know in ancient times where they would draw you know different rock paintings on the rock to give messages and information to each other to even having even in these modern days to even having dreams where um, I see myself on the phone or talking to somebody or receiving a voicemail And then the next day, that person actually calling or I have received visions of um, like a YouTube video starting and the message in the video is a message from spirit. And I have also heard these types of stories from other people um, that certain alarms on their phones or their computers or technologies coming up in their visions or coming up in their spiritual experiences as ways that... um, that spirit is communicating with us Um, I also find it just interesting like even in this concept of like being abducted or even as I was talking about like my brain being hijacked um, I feel like that's a modern interpretation for something that has been well known since the beginning of time and I think it's interesting that we consider these things abductions for example when we are It's like, how can you be abducted or taken out of something that is and into something else that is also you, you know? Um, If we are made of stardust, for example, why wouldn't our soul travel in the night or travel in meditation and go to the stars? Yeah, boo. Um, And, you know, maybe we're not being abducted so much in the sense that we are visiting where where we've been before. And maybe our petitions, our prayers and our request to know who we are and to know where where we come from or to know what life is about or to know what we need to do next is the code that we're entering that is allowing us access to these places. One thing that I feel about the star energies and and really just life in general is that things because, you know. I'm speaking to people on a day-to-day basis about, um, you know, their ancestors and things of that nature and the connection that they want to have. But ultimately, these things will align and these downloads will happen to you and with you when the the time is right. You know, right, divine time. You know, this type of knowledge also comes with understanding that the earth has spiritual centers you know there are just like the chakras in our bodies there are we have come to into studies and understandings that there are chakras in the earth there are certain days and times or there are certain places at, of, on the earth that we should go to to do certain rituals to receive certain information to receive certain prophecies you may notice that when you're doing something to connect with your ancestors and it's the full moon the energy is much more stronger or your dreams are much more stronger Yebo and so it's like you we pay attention to these things and we use this knowledge but and and we follow the astrology reports and and, and Get the information about when the spiritual energy is high and useful for us to practice um, our spiritual rituals. Um, but I also feel like these spiritual experiences will happen to you when it's time. You know, sometimes I feel a sense of, and I have even myself on my journey as a seeker. There are times when I want certain things to happen or I want to make certain connections, um, but it's just not the time, and that's okay. And over time. Just like our ancestors, we study and we notice and we begin to understand the timing a little bit better. When I look at the spiritual experiences that I've had thus far, who knows next week or next month, I may have different perspectives than I have now, but when I look at what I've experienced thus far, especially with the star energies, is that one there's definitely something to astrology and a lot more for me to learn but I and and even like this phenomenon that many of us are experiencing around like angel numbers or seeing certain numbers repeatedly um in not only in our visions but in our day-to-day um I've just, when I look at the channeled information that comes from those who channel the stars or the information that I have personally channeled from the stars, there tends to be a theme, certain themes around it. They tend to be messages about humanity. They tend to be messages about the collective. They tend to be messages about the overall environment. Um, They tend to be messages that are already written, but we have forgotten they tend to be things that are rich in in the Kemetic pyramid walls, the, the teachings about the gods and how they interacted with each other and the the technologies and the abilities that they had. Um, these messages tend to be about our origins and where we really come from um, through working with people, um, seeing like where their spirits come from in the galactic realms or in other planets and this reminder about who we truly are and it's almost like if I were to put it in a a metaphor it's like when you're they I, I feel like the spirits take us to spaces where we can practice our dance like if our soul or or where we come from if that was a dance it's like these dreams and these experiences allow us to go there and practice and remember those things and um it and and even in in just this understanding of channeling information that our ancestors got many many centuries and and lifetimes ago it was interesting for me because the the not only the vision the lion story that i shared about this um white lion in the stars and it doing some work in the stars and it seeing a dark cloud headed for earth and so the lion started to head for earth and when he landed on earth he split into two a female lion and a male lion and the other day I was reading about through the crawl I posted the article on on the crawl about um, the cosmology coming from um, the Congo and how they talk about these these beings, these star beings or these first ancestors being um, androgynous. So both male and female, both masculine and feminine, physical and spiritual energies. And I it brought me back to not only this dreams, but other dreams um, like the white lion where it landed on earth and split in two and it's like that automatically means that before it landed it was one androgynous being Yebo. and so having this realization that through this star knowledge the ancestors are reminding us of what they've already prophesized of what they've already done of what they've already said and helping us to piece bring these pieces back together because some of these libraries have been burned or some of these teachings are no longer taught. Yebo. Um, but I for me, the the topic about prophecies is something that I wanted to bring forth because not only is it' these these great prophecies come about where we are given information from these indigenous traditions and these um, priests. Um, about what's going to happen and the way that the earth is shifting and the rising of our consciousness. Um, Even if we take a step away from that greater global perspective on a day-to-day basis, we experience prophecy. I can't tell you how many times people tell me about receiving a vision or receiving a dream about something about a family member about something in their life and it happening the next day or the next couple of weeks. Um, We tend to think about prophecy as something that is about just predicting the future. And there are many layers to prophecy because as I talked about, in I think the second episode about how in the spiritual realm, there is no past, present and future. There's just one time And, you know, this concept of time being illusion in the spiritual realm, we're just tapping into the information that is always present. But in the physical realm, you know, we tend to experience that as predicting or sensing or tuning into the future. And so this is something that we all it's like, it's not just a gift that some people have. It's an alert button that we have in our spirit. Yes, that our ancestors, our angels and our guides press to make us aware of something ahead of time so that we can protect ourselves or so that we can gather information and make a different decision or a better decision from um, a wiser perspective, if you will. And the this experience that we have, I feel is. It tends to be last minute. <laughs> it'd be like right before something's gonna happen, or you know days before you know I talked about earlier in the podcast about some people being able to to know when someone is going to pass or um for other people that you know death being a metaphor um but I For me, it's something that we all experience, whether it's all the time or just in moments of urgency, the spirits will show us something. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard story people express with their spiritual journey, like receive, you know, leaving the, you know, leaving the house, um, But being told to go right or left or being told to stay home or being told to do something other than what they were doing and then finding out later that maybe an accident happened or something um, intense happened that they were able to avoid because of this insight of knowing something ahead of time, even if they didn't know what it is that was happening, but knowing that they needed to do something differently about their day to day. Hmm um the energy to me this is an interest it's interesting that i i'm even coming to this episode and this topic at this time where we are all experiencing the quarantine and um the global effects of the coronavirus because it's like i feel like there have been many many prophecies about the earth and many many prophecies about how we are experiencing life and the system and the economics and the politics um, even Baba Kredo Mutua, who is now an ancestor, Yibu. giving thanks and honor to his spirit and everything that he has given, um, us from, you know, this, the African spiritual community and environment, um, even Kredo Mutua prophesied many years before nine eleven that, um, that situation was going to unfold. Many, you know, a lot of us have come to understand to hear about the Mayan prophecy of 2012 and how, you know, we were going into this Aquarian age and how we were going to be able to sense and experience spirit on a deeper level or make more people would be waking up. Um, There have been many, 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 many prophecies, many, many people who are spiritually in tune and trying to get us to be aware of things ahead of time so that we can rewrite our story, so that we can bring peace, so that we can reallocate our, our resources in a way that supports life so that we can heal so that we can let go of the falseness and the and 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 the lies and so many messages about how our system is broken and how it's going because it's unsustainable it's going to unravel and now we're in a moment in time where not only is there this illness that is spreading, but we are recognizing even now. I mean, I feel like we're always doing these things. Like we're always waking up. There's always an uprising in the spiritual realm, in a sense, you know, not always like every day, but there's cycles. There are cycles of death and rebirth since the beginning of time. Yebo. Hey, and, um, I feel like there are so many prophecies or so many spiritual messages that we have been given, um, to understand or get a sense of what this time means and why it's significant. I feel like we are being challenged in a unique way, even though it's always present, we are being challenged to look at how we feel about death. Yes. People are passing in numbers, um, that can feel alarming for many of us people are jobless right now um and people are rethinking the way that they're creating and providing for their children people are rethinking the way that they're going out in the world yebo yeah, um and I feel because and I feel like well I know I know that we know that the earth that God that the spirits are constantly pushing us to grow and evolve mm-hmm. and that every cycle, every challenge, every major, um, rumbling of transformation, mm-hmm. whether there is loss involved or not is birthing something. Mm-hmm. We Are collectively going through changes and I feel like I know one thing that this moment in time is bringing forth for me is to take some of these things more seriously you know well not so much more seriously because I think we we all heed certain messages and we all try to apply the things that we're receiving spiritually Um, but it's kind of showing us because we're restricted in some ways it's making us rethink our actions. Yes. And I feel like what we are being, you know, ch- ch- we are experiencing, you know, prophecies, you know, come alive. And I, and, and, and it also makes me think about, you know, in real life and in the movies where you have these, this scene with this, you know, outlandish person in the streets talking about the end of the world coming and how we need to prepare and this, that, and the third and how we tend to just label these people as crazy. Um, But one of the things that it reminds me of about how I have experienced prophecy or how I have experienced feeling things ahead of time. You know, when we look at these people, they are trying to warn of something of something and and sometimes we see, they seem extreme because they're feeling it right now. Yes, they're feeling the urgency right now. And But this act or this apocalypse or this end or whatever the warning message is just hasn't come to pass. And it may not come to pass for weeks or years or decades. My um, but they are in the energy of some type of truth. Hmm. And that's one thing that I have ex- felt like, I don't know, I- I've never really heard anybody express, but it's best definitely been a part of my experience is that I feel like the energy of prophecy sometimes comes with this feeling something that's not quite here, but feeling like it is now. Mm. And I think that that is one way that our ancestors and the spirit realm speaks to us in we have to kind of open up to understanding these messages as it is the future and not necessarily right now. Um, or this is something to prepare for as opposed to being, um, kind of entranced or overwhelmed by this feeling like it's gotta be right now, you know? Um, so that's just something that flowed through my mind. I wasn't expecting to say, but I, I feel like, this is a really interesting time in our lives, uh, an interesting moment to be talking about these things. Um and it's definitely making me revisit what the spirits have already said, what you have already channeled, what you have already felt you need to adjust or change or heal. hmm Time is a funny thing <laughs> that we experience as humans. Um but i do believe that we all have access and that we are all receiving downloads and that it's important to heed these messages um, as best as we can with what we know with who we are in this moment in time all right so i know that i'm just quickly dancing through a lot of different topics and ideas but i really want this first season of the podcast to just be a foundation that we are laying um, to then later talk about um, more things. So, I hope that you got something out of this episode. And I want to close with some old prophecies, some old messages from spirit that I feel like is just interesting to know about and also still significant to delve into. Um, again, coming from Baba Kweda Mutua, he says, There have been many great prophets in Africa. One was Nsikanye, the great prophet of what is today Transkai, who foresaw not only the coming of the white people, but also the coming of Christianity to South Africa. He also foresaw things like the telephone. He said that one day people will communicate with each other through a wire, such as the wives of the chief wearing around their necks for an ornament. He foresaw the coming of airplanes. He said that birds made out of steel would fly from land to land. Even more astonishing, he foresaw television. He said that one day, man will sit and look at and talk with an image of a man who had died many generations before. He also goes on to say that all African prophets say that a woman will sit at the chieftain over the great nation of the West, which is America. What we know is that one of the women will reverse many things that are present, that are at present destabilizing the American nation. That woman will really be like a new broom, sweeping clean all that which is not good, and she shall bring the American nation to new heights of greatness. And Sikanye foresaw that there would come a time when women would rule the nations of the world, and this also, for, and this was also foretold by another prophet, a man called Limba who lived in the land known today as Zambia, Limba prophesied that 40 years before the coming of the greatest war of all time, that there would come the age of the flower, because a woman is sometimes symbolized as the flower or a flowering plant. He said that during the age of the flower, great women would rise and rule of the strongest nations in the world and that this would be an attempt by God to give mankind a new direction a new feeling of responsibility and a new caring about mankind itself and the world Mm -hmm. the last thing that I will share which I just thought that was interesting was and that resonated with me was um Baba Krita says that even Moses went to the Pharaoh. Who shall be my Pharaoh? Even Samuel went to Saul and also to David. Who shall be my David? A prophet has got to go to someone. Prophets went to Achab to warn him. Jonah was sent to Nineveh to warn whomever the king was there at that time. Now who shall be the one I shall go to? You cannot be a prophet and simply talk to the mountains and the trees on your own. You cannot be a prophet and not communicate with someone whose eyes you will open as to what you are talking about. Now to whom shall I go? Hmm. I think that that last statement was just interesting because of how wide the world is and sometimes how separate we are and sometimes the lack of true community that um we once had uh but I do feel like we have each other and that we are all waking up to be messengers for each other and the most important part is 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 communicating and connecting um I feel on these visions on these dreams on these messages Yibo hence why I do half of the work that I do so thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode blessings and see you soon